everybody. Oh my God. If you're here, hopefully that means it's because you want to be here. If you don't want to be here, how did you find us? <laughs> Let me know. I need to know for search engine optimization uh, and also whether marketing's working. Um, not that I'm really doing much. Um, how are you guys? Hope you guys are having a good week. Uh, if you listen to the check-in, uh, the opener to season two last Thursday, you know how I'm feeling. You know where I've been. You know how I stand. You know what life has been like. Now I want to I wanna get back into, uh, you know, what it's like when we're in the swing of things. I want to get back into, you know, moving forward. We're getting work done. We're trying to etch out a little space in this universe where our lives could mean something. And we're nothing... Uh, when you know we're more than just a cog in a machine in the capitalist regime, you know, we're making art that matters. We're listening to art that's deep and introspective. Yeah, it makes us laugh, but we're asking questions. Um, the problem with the the parts of the podcast where I talk by myself and no one else is in the room with me is I question whether or not I make fucking sense when I talk. <laughs> or if I even follow my own goddamn train of thought. Halfway through saying that, I was like, what are you talking about? But we're halfway here, and I get the vibe. I'm going to keep writing the vibe. But when I listen back, I'm going to question whether or not what I said made any fucking sense or not. Uh, but I hope, you, I hope you enjoyed listening to it. <laughs> Oh, man, it's good to be back. Uh, season two, baby. We didn't even know there was going to be seasons. And now it's the season two opener with the great, 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 great guest. Good friend of mine. I'm happy, proud to call her a friend. Uh, I miss her very much. Her name is Remy Casimir. All right. I don't want to hold you guys either because the episode's a little long. Okay. This one and next week's episode, they're long. Because I recorded them before I uh, truly figured out my, um, you know, process of of making these more contrite, uh, condensed, and contained. Um, but that says nothing about the episode's quality. It just means it's long, you know. And I want you guys to be able to squeeze me into a into a, a workout. Squeeze me into your commute. Uh, if that even exists anymore for you. And if you do have a commute, you're probably an essential worker. And I thank you for your, for your, I was going to say patriotism. <laughs> that has nothing to do with that. Um, I thank you for your work. Uh, I do have to commute, but it's to the gym. And I don't think that's essential uh, in the butcher shop and all that. None of my work is deemed essential. And I work a lot off the books. <laughs> Uh, I hope the IRS didn't hear that. Um, if they did, this is a comedy podcast, and I was uh, joking. It's a little thing called satire, and all you government fucks never seen the get it, huh? <laughs> yeah, the IRS is the government. Okay, I'm questioning a lot of things now, you know? Questioning, what, what the hell is anything? What is the government? Do they run Wall Street? Who runs Wall Street? I want to I want to buy a GameStop stunk and it goes up but then it goes down after I buy it. Why are they always after me? Anyways, we'll get into that another time. Um I don't want to hold you guys. 
I hope you enjoy the episode. I thank you so much for coming in. It's the goddamn second season, and who would have thought we'd even be here? I don't very much. My fucking controller fell in the middle of me saying something. It's distracting. I have ADHD. I have it. It's tough to focus. Listen, we didn't even know there was going to be seasons. Who knows if I would have given up on this or not. I didn't ever give up. I just took a break that was longer than I meant for it to be because I'm learning. Okay. I'm learning how to be an adult. I'm learning how to be a creative professional. I'm learning how to stick with things. Okay. When you come up with an idea, when you start a project, you're very excited about it. You get a lot of excitement. You thought of something new. You get to, you're thinking about what it could be, how you could make it, who you'd work with. And once that I, that, that excitement wears off, it is just another thing now you have to keep up. And I've always had a hard time with that. Uh, I'm working through it now. I definitely have this and other projects I'm sticking with. But, you know, sometimes things are things. And you just got to get through them. And <laughs> with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I'm glad you're back. Uh, it's wonderful to have you. Uh, in the future... If you ever want to submit any questions to the show or me, we have a, a email for the show, uh, helpfromahypocrite at gmail.com. I also have my Instagram for it, helpfromahypocrite, and a Twitter page. And you could also just DM me directly. Say it's for the show. If you have any questions, you have any concerns, uh, or anything that you want on the show, I really do want to hear from you guys. I know I got some strong people in here. And with that being said, we're hopping in. Thank you, guys. Enjoy. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because the last time I just screamed. I interrupted. Hello, everybody. I'm here with the wonderful Remy. Remy, what the fuck is up dude oh my god i'm so happy to be here i'm sorry i cut you off in your first intro <laughs> <laughs> what's up every oh god okay you got well, you got no, water wait, you wait, got wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was funny i mean the thing is you're you're not in the wrong to feel like you need to interrupt me ever if i just start kind of trucking on into something because mm. I like to just start shit without really doing uh, much prep. You know, it's, I, I don't know if it's an ADHD thing or I don't like uh, work. Yeah, you're lucky though, because I think we both share this as ADHD people is like, we wait till the last second, but it always works out. So we never learn our lesson, you know, because yeah. what's the lesson? You wait and you do fantastic. <laughs> life has <laughs> truly been like that for me, uh, like my, my entire life. Mm -hmm. Where, where it's like, it's like something that everyone else is like, oh, you gotta, you gotta work really, really hard at it. You gotta, mm -hmm. you gotta do this. Uh, mind you, it's all been very performative based stuff I've done. I've done theater since I was like, sure. uh, uh, 10, 10, eight, whatever the fuck. But if they're like, I, I studied, I practiced my scene for like 12 hours and I could go up there, like barely yeah. learning the lines yeah. and, and hear from people. It was better. I'd be like, oh, then I don't need to work. I hate but the way that whole a lot of. No, 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 no. Because what I'm going to say to you is don't you feel that a lot of the work that you could have been doing, you're kind of doing in your head when you're thinking about it and ruminating on it for a while? Because like, that's how I work is like, if I had an essay due in high school, I would spend like 
all of my time just like worrying about the essay and like thinking about it, but like not actually putting pen to paper. But by the time it got like midnight, you know, night before I had yeah. thought of the essay for such a long time that it was like, blah, 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 hey. yeah, you just vomited that shit out in like yeah. an hour. And by a, I mean like C plus, but C's get degrees, you know, let's go. <laughs> I do it. I was like, I feel like there was a, I don't know exactly what moment it was, but like when I first entered high school, I think I really wanted to be like an A plus kid because in middle mm -hmm. school I was busy having fun. My parents got divorced and like, I just like didn't give a fuck about school. Really. I yeah. just cared about having fun. Yeah. Uh, like getting by, not getting in trouble and having fun. Um, I just cared about boys. Like, I cared I in like high school. I cared a long about time. I didn't even like care about my grades. Like I was literally like a steady B minus student, you know, like wasn't trying that hard was just trying to like get noticed by boys. Yeah. Talk about boys. Talk with boys. Be cool. That's not a and you know what? That's not a bad thing. You got you got good grades. It's B minus a is thing. a good grade. Not a bad or a good thing. <laughs> no, I if I had one advice I would give to my younger self, and I'm saying this because we are on an advice podcast, a yes, helping podcast, um, is that I wouldn't have spent so much of my life trying to be the type of person that was liked by boys. Like I would just try mm. and be myself and that would inevitably attract boys. I didn't yes. realize that it was the other way, you know? Yeah, uh, definitely suffered that shit myself. I yeah. wanted, but I, but I also wanted all the, because my best friends growing up, mm -hmm. like, like everyone who was either like a close friend or like part of my close friends group, uh, I, for, I think I'm just coming into like my looks and like who I am and all that shit. But like they, like my friends were like hot when uh -huh. they were young mm -hmm. and they, and, and my friends were hooking up with dating mm -hmm. all the hottest girls in the school. And they got all the attention from everybody. They were talking about my, my people were talking about my friends around me instead yeah. of me being like, you know, Joey's here and Joey. I'm just, I was just like the funny one. Yeah. 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 About also being like is hot because I thought that was like, you know, that's like be what popularity. Hot. I wanted to be hot yeah. so bad. Nobody told you that smart was cool. You know, you want to be hot. Yeah. And I think also going to an art school where like, if, if you were a performer, there was like visual arts and communications and shit like that. But like, if you were a performer, being hot was a big deal. Yeah, it's part All of the your job. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be hot. There weren't like normal looking fucking like the office actors. Yeah. Until like, you know, like recently, like yeah. you had to be so fucking hot. Writers were ugly. Actors were hot. Yeah. I th I thought we could, I could not do entertainment for the longest time. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm pretty for like improv, but I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not leading lady hot. That's so funny. At what point, at what point in your life did you think you like sunk into yourself? You're like, I'm hot. I'm a hottie. I'm a, I'm a stone cold hottie. I don't think that's still, I'm, <sighs> There are moments that I'm like so obsessed with myself and moments that I'm just like, you fucking disgusting. Like I yeah. will cut you down. Like I literally made a list of my features that I dislike the other day, my yeah. physical features. And then I'm trying to make a list of ones that I like. And the dislike is longer than the like still, oh. which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but I always knew I had a hot body because I did. I was a ballet dancer growing up and I got uh, a lot of attention from my behind uh, in yeah. middle school, everyone um, in middle school and high school, if you were a popular guy or a hot guy, you were dating dancers. 
Mm, nobody dated me. They just would talk about my body a lot. And at the time I was like, oh, I love that. And now I'm like, I don't love that. Yeah. That I mean, that was, I feel like in middle school and high school, if all people are talking about is your, is your body that gets, un, that gets uncomfortable. And my face was fucking ugly. And like, you had that word going around butter face. Like I had braces. I had my, my first nose. Huge. Did you ever hear pizza face? Did you ever hear that phrase? Oh Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about these, I mean, these words we would throw around as joke. I, I don't, I, there was never a time I said it to anyone's face, but like, if you're just like with all your friends and you're like, when you're young and yeah. you're a guy, I, I don't want to speak for anyone else. My guy friends, we did have times when we're sitting around and you're like talking about the girls in school They're and you're fucking judging rating them, them with the fucking area code system. Remember that? <laughs> the area code system. No, I remember giving them, you know, one to 10. Okay, so this is a little more advanced. One to 10 is your thing. And then area code is three numbers. The first number is face. The second number is binary, would you or wouldn't you? And the third number is body. So like a 917 is a mm. hot, hot face. I would fuck her. Pretty good body. Wow, 917 is pretty good. And that's, that's also- York area code. I think I'm yeah. a 917. Let's go. Well, a lot yeah. of positivity going on. Yeah. Here, baby. Yeah. Um, I've literally never heard of the area code one, but it actually, it that, that's like very advanced for a bunch of young kids. You oh my, like, oh, that's you a- want to talk advanced, Joey? Okay. Do you want to know what my mean nickname in high school was? This is going to blow your dick off. So <laughs> in, in freshman year, uh, ninth grade, uh, I was so I was supposedly a very quote unquote hot incoming freshman according to the junior boys they were like Remy is hot and we're gonna hook up with her nice. and uh the first major school event was homecoming and I pre-gamed with these cool junior boys I got way 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 too drunk and the ugliest losery one of them made out with me I want to say against my will like I what I yeah I don't, like it wasn't cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I don't remember if I even made it to the party or whatever. Like I think I just like went home and like threw up. <laughs> um <laughs> but uh that checks out for yeah, a high this, school pre Yeah, this 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 quote unquote loser of the popular guys made out with my face. And then the next Monday in school, I had a new nickname and my new nickname was Enron because my stocks had plummeted. That's funny. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. That's that's good. Are you kidding? <laughs> I was like, I have to fucking read the New York Times to understand my nickname. I feel like if I wasn't part of the group that like thought of that name, I would hear that and be like, what's that mean? Oh, right. fuck, you guys killed that. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I was proud of them. I, I let the guy who invented it finger me so he'd stop saying it. But uh. <laughs> Did you, like that was like your way to like, if I let you do this, will you tell everyone to stop? No, no. I, I like also liked him, but I was like, this will end it. Like, he's the ringleader. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. He he, I like, can't be en- I have to have high stocks if he's going to be sticking his... That's true. (laughs) (laughs) He was investing on in a in a roundabout way in himself. Yes, exactly. hmm, He was making a a deposit. Come on, a lot of metaphors going on in this room. Um, yeah, I, I, you did you grow up in New York? Where did you grow up? Yeah, Upper East Side. You've always been a city girl. Yep. Oh my God, we are a rare breed 
Yeah. Uh, New York, New York private schools. They, I, I feel like you only hear like lower stories of of what truly. it's like to truly grow up as a city, a city girl in a private school. Yeah, you know? it's um a lot of mean humor. Um, yeah, yeah, very cutting things said to you on a daily basis. Um, very like even from standards. your teachers. <laughs> um. No, I don't think my teachers were ever like very harsh to us. My teachers were good. I actually, I went to um, a school that was pretty liberal considering how much money was invested in it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We had good teachers. I, I, I can't talk about this actually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we had good teachers and I really liked my teachers, but the general um, air of the Upper East Side is money, 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 money is important and yeah. status and pomp and circumstance and a facade. And I'm a very painfully honest person. Yeah. Um, and for me, that way of life was not fucking cool. I hated pretending to be whoever I thought people wanted. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm much happier in comedy now. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like, how did that affect you making friends growing up? Like, like genuine close friends in an environment where like, you know, that people go into that school, like their, their value system is, mm -hmm. it's a little fucked up. So this is something I was talking about the other day with my boyfriend, because I had this like realization that I have always had really close kind of like secret friends who like I really bond with who aren't good looking, they're not going out people or whatever, yeah. but like they're people like me that like are homebodies or like we relate on like a TV show we like or a game we like or like something that like brings us together. And then I'd have yeah. my going out social friends who were the people that like you wanted to be seen with, um, whether that was like by your parents or yeah. like if I wanted to go out to like a club, I couldn't go with my like not good looking fucking cool friend. I'd have yeah. to go with these like skinny bimbos who could be nice or whatever, but like people that I wasn't like really relating to. So I'd have like these party friends that I'd never get deep with. Um, and these deep friends who I'd never party with. Um, and now I feel like with comedy, it's like I party with my deep friends, which is yeah before this. It's a beautiful um, mix, which is a beautiful mix. There's nothing better than post game energy at a party, yeah. you know, like just sitting yeah. and vibing and smoking and like getting deep. Um, and I really felt like resentful of that, like structure, like, because like, I remember one time I, I went to a club with a group of people and one of the girl's friends got turned away because she wasn't cute. Oh, and that's why you wouldn't bring your cute friend, you know, or like if you brought your not cute friend to like a party with guys, they'd be like, "Ugh, Remy doesn't have cute, you know, like you were only yeah. valuable. Based on who the hell you could were bring. Hot. To the, yeah. 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 Um, and the things I really value are like, you know, close lit closeness and like being goofy and like yeah. doing voices and stuff. And like, yeah, there were just, I had to keep my worlds very separate. The shit that, I mean, the way that we thought when we were like younger and by younger, I even mean like, honestly, two years ago. Yeah. For me, like, fucking, you know, very briefly. Yeah. Like the way we thought about things, what we valued the, like the undercurrents 
like the like of conversation that we don't even talk about. Mm-hmm. Such such shit is like you know can't like Remy the Remy wouldn't bring hot friends around the party. Don't don't invite Remy. You only have four spaces. Totally. You know? That yeah. kind of shit is the undercurrent to like a lot of like that's a lot of politics of going out. Mm-hmm. And in reality, I just want to sit around a table of five people who are genuinely not going to make me feel like I'm working when I'm talking. Totally. I have a fun time. Totally. Um. Yeah. There's. Hate it. There's been hate a- the politics. I also I, I kept a diary my whole life, so I get to like like look in these little windows. Of, I'm like, so jealous me. of that. I'm so I I never stuck with it, and I'm 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 so jealous of people. Oh who my god, it's so important. Yeah. Um, my favorite quote. Well, not my favorite, but one of my favorite quotes is from Joan Didion. It is, "I've already lost touch with so many people I used to be," um, because Holy we all shit. <laughs> You ever hear something deep and you're like, shut the fuck up for a second. I need to think. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh my God. Um, and yeah, I love to check in with former me or whatever. And I, I've been working on this thing with a friend of mine. And so I'll read her my diaries because precarious Remy is like pretty funny. Yeah. And one of the things I wrote was like in the, a story of like spin the bottle or whatever, like the thing had landed on me and this guy yeah. that I really liked it. I really liked at the time. And um, I say in my book, I'm in fourth grade, mind you, nine years old. I say, when it landed on the two of us, I pretended that I didn't want to do it so he wouldn't know that I liked him. I think I played it really well. <laughs> played it? Played Why are you fucking it. trying to play? And my friend who I was reading it to was like, what do you mean played it? Like, what are you, a mobster? <laughs> like, you're nine and you're like you already- caught on thinking these like mental gymnastics and like fucking manipulation, like where like, I don't know where I learned that. I honestly don't. I don't know if it was yeah. New York or like something, but like it was, it wasn't, honesty wasn't important. It was like manipulation. Wow. That's so crazy to like know that, that like that young, it was embedded in you, that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. I, I, one thing that I fear, um, like, the reason that I'm jealous of people who like have had diaries their entire life is one. You have diarrhea your whole life. What are you talking about? Diarrhea. <laughs> 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 That's very true. Honestly, I, I, I wish I've taken all the diarrhea time I've had in my life to like maybe jot ideas down for 10 minutes instead of yeah. just sitting on my phone thinking, when will this end? Yeah. But, um, but I mean, there like people who've had diaries their entire life and they've like journaled and they've, like, even if it's just like a page, you're able to go back in your life and like, no, like I have lived mm-hmm. and I have shit that's happened. And these are things that I've learned. And like, these are moments of my life that weren't for not like, totally. There's so many moments of like, just big blocks of my life that feel like fuzzy. Mm-hmm. They feel as if I can't access them through thought unless I am, uh, like with someone I shared that with. Um, Except, do you know what I love about diaries is wow. that you're alone yeah. and you're having your thoughts and it's the stream of consciousness and you're remembering exactly how you thought alone at the time. And so much of our time that we spend is alone, but nobody's yeah. cataloging it. And it's like, those are like really important parts of your, I still, I mean, I moved on from diaries to video diaries when like photo booth came out i'd be like it's december 7th it's sophomore year aaron hasn't called me back or whatever um that's great 
then in college, like I would start filming myself in the mirror and be like, you fat piece of shit. Why would he like you? Don't say that to us. We're all we have. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you you were practicing like that positive, uh, like speech when like, when you say shit out loud. Oh, I was, sometimes it would genuinely come out of me. If I would say something mean to myself in the mirror, I go, stop it. Yeah. That's so mean to us. I, I hate I hate that when we like tell other people shit like that, we think like, oh, I'm, cr- I'm crazy. That's crazy to say out loud. Everyone does it. It's actually healthy for your brain to like speak out loud like that. Totally. You know, to like, uh, the, like the days, the day, it, it, very recently it got to be positive. But like for years I would do something and like if I fuck something up like briefly, instead of just going like, ha whatever, I would go, eh, fucking idiot. But that's yeah, like I'm saying that like what I'm putting out into the world constantly. Mm-hmm is like that. And like recently, if I'm like fucking something up, I'm starting to be like, eh, all right, let's get it right back, baby. Like I'm saying that like no one's around. And I, yeah. think, that's, I think that's like such a positive, like, I don't know, way to like, it's n- nice. Feel like you're in the space that you're fucking occupying. And like take, like so many people do have those negative voices that we say to ourselves. And like, it's, it's your decision whether you want to keep saying them. Like you could, you could literally be like, no, be nicer. And I've had moments where I've been like, so sweet to myself where I'll just be like, come on, Remy, wake up. Okay. Come on, start the day. And then I'll be like, okay, good. You did this. Okay, great. And then like little pat on the butt. Look, you are so good. (laughs) Look at us, you know? And it's like, yeah, you look stupid, but like, it's nice. Yeah. I feel that's some shit. That's some shit that like, kids would do and then over time we make them feel like it's fucking stupid you know that's what it's we like, do with everything genuinely i literally was just talking with my girlfriend today about like because we were talking about learning we were like because i'm uh she knows music but but she's starting to produce and i've mm-hmm. always wanted to produce music so i'm spending hours like learning how to just work this fucking application on the computer and i'm going like two three days where it feels it feels like there's no progress yeah. But in reality, like I'm, I'm, you know, you're laying the foundation for like fucking the future where it feels good, but like it doesn't feel good. Do and you have your other old ones though? Cause that's the best thing is to go back and like, you think you're not progressing and then you like listen to something or like even like an old joke from like four years yeah. ago and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. ew. No, I definitely bad. have that for comedy. I mean, I, I'll, I'll watch a set from like, this is, it, this is, so, I'm, I'm so lucky to say this because of the stage time I've been lucky to have in quarantine. But like, I, like I watched shit recently cause I was trying to remember jokes and I moved to so like, I couldn't find uh, mm-hmm. a, a pocket journal that I used to have that had mm-hmm. like my most recent set list that like I was doing before quarantine. And you know, there's like a couple months when nothing happened and then everything picked back up. And when I went to go do my first show, I was like, I don't fucking remember anything. Yeah. And that was the general consensus with a lot of people. Who yeah. I know, they were like, even if I like, if I see the 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 uh, log, the fucking line that reminds me what my joke is, I don't know what what the body of totally. it is. Totally. Um, I went back to see a video of me, like I think it was like a week before the shutdown, mm-hmm. and the guy looked like a fucking amateur. Like I know, yeah. I know that like you know I was better than I was a year before that and a year before that, and mm-hmm. I had some better opportunity. I'm not where I wanted to be at all. But like I was watching that and then I'm like, wow, even in fucking quarantine, you're like, you know, you get to like Way grow better. Yeah. And, and all that shit. I mean, like the, the other day I, I did 16 minutes with like no notepad, just Unreal. like rambling. And to me, that's like, that was amazing. 
for me See, that's what i've been loving about zoom shows is your notepad is on the screen oh <laughs> right? yeah baby right where you're looking <laughs> <laughs> that is true i haven't done a zoom show in a very long time it's been i did my first hour ever over zoom oh and, whoa and then, yeah and then uh, after that i just kind of stopped doing zoom shows i don't we'll know br we'll bring back the club and the club the club needs to get that that club was was it a lot of work initially that you just were like i need a break so, so much work and then when people stopped ignoring this is remy's comedy club you guys by the oh, way yeah remy's comedy um, club she had it was it was wednesday and saturday nights at 9 p.m and then i started doing maybe a a month a little, in or a couple of weeks in my nightly my before bedtime late night show so cute right after on wednesdays and it was like i was i wanted it to be like built into this like little hub of like programming, you yeah. know, like where other people could have shows and stuff and maybe, maybe still someday. But, uh, yeah, when people started like fighting the existence of COVID, I was like, well, I'm not going to keep doing this. This is hurting my soul. Yeah. Uh, that less and less of you show up every week. Yeah. Uh, there was, uh, there was like that, the time, the time I was like, we were really doing it and, and you were joining like every single week that I did it. And we had our like mm -hmm. 20 minutes and doing songs and I was booking people like that truly felt that felt like a really special time in a way. Like everyone was truly online. Everyone was yeah. and truly trying to like find ways to interact Make with other work. people. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think like, it's going to happen again. I think so too. I think with the winner, it's, it's truly yeah i think more people are gonna go home who didn't do it in the beginning mm. um because they're gonna just like I, I think people are gonna like quarantine and then go home and whatever because initially i feel like the like we were all really scared in the beginning of like how shit killing works and killing our parents um but i did a bad thing we came here in march when we knew covid was you know around it yeah. wasn't as big of like a deal like nobody was saying oh wait i guess yeah early march was and everything got shut yeah, down it was like it was it was midway through march and then april is when we were like oh this is serious yeah but uh, yeah i guess it was like it wasn't as serious and so like ben and i kind of like laughed on the plane over we were like what if we killed your parents like <laughs> <laughs> that'd be crazy if we killed your whole family <laughs> and he was like no you know like nah and now we're like oh my god if we did that we would fucking like we quarantine every time we've gotten I mean, yeah. i haven't traveled that much but when no, we you, have, like, like did you go back and forth like once like you stopped by new york and then you went back or yeah or? it was twice we did once in the summer because i wanted to see if outdoor shows could be for me and then i got sunburnt bitten by mosquitoes and bumped at one and i was like deuces <laughs> <laughs> you got bumped at an outdoor show yeah um and then yeah they were like do you want to stay for the second one i was like no i'm burnt i'm sweating what the <laughs> I'm fuck? yeah um and yeah and i also had to come back in like just recently uh before thanksgiving because i had to move out of my grandmother's place because my brother and his wife are moving in uh yeah. so we just quarantined after that before thanksgiving wow but the thing is, you're like you're not going back and forth for like vacation. You're literally going back and forth. And then when you when you go over there, you're like staying for like months, you know? Yeah. And when I do go to New York, like I don't let people touch me. I don't. Yeah. I know that a lot of the comics I've seen this. This is another reason why I came back is because there is 
so much succumbing to peer pressure and I'm not about that life. Like I've had people stand in circles with me and be like, you don't have to wear your mask around me. And I'm like, stop trying to fuck yeah. me raw and like <laughs> leave me with the kid. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's not cool. And I don't not like wearing it. your mask around a bunch of comics is the new fucking holding your backpack with one shoulder. Like really, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah. I don't give a shit. And like to some people, it's like the status thing that's like, uh, give a fuck. Yeah, I, yeah. Not giving a fuck is not a cute brand to me. No. I give I, so many fucks. I, I will say that for the first, like the first, I think it was like PD show at Queens Brewery, which was like my first like outdoor show that I hung at when I, I went I, mm-hmm. two months into quarantine. Then I went home for a month and then I came back because um, I was like, oh my God, New York's opening back up with shows. Uh, I will admit that I, I went around that party, uh, mask off because pe- like other, other people were doing it and it made, I, I felt like yeah. a quote unquote bitch. If I wore my mask, Narc. like I felt like a big old yeah. wuss if I wore my mask. Yeah. Um, and then <coughs> in the future I was like, no, that, like that would have been where I got it. I'm so lucky if I totally. Yeah, no, there's, I, I know people have been talking shit on, oh, Remy's extreme. Oh, Remy's wearing a mask. She won't touch anyone. She doesn't hug. She doesn't share joints anymore. Yeah. Fuck off. You Fuck shouldn't off. either. Everyone, it, I literally, I, I, I don't know about you, but like because of, because of comedy, the first, my first several years in comedy, I've grown, like theater always did this to me too. Uh, so I don't know why I'm blaming comedy hundred percent, but like my first thing is I judge everything. Mm. And, uh, and, but I think it's mostly because I'm trying to like make it an absolute or like, like a good or a bad thing. And then I mm-hmm. could like either turn it into material or something for like, you know, if you're like working on a character, you're like, I remember seeing this and it was like, you, you judge and you put things in characters. Um, even though for acting, the number one rule is never judge your character, whether he's a villain or a good guy. Um, true, but, um, you know, comedy, a lot of our jokes comes from the fact, like if it's like observational shit, it's because we judged something harshly. Yes. And yeah, I feel like that has, that it's seeped this, its way negatively, like a parasite into my brain where 24 seven, I am looking at shit and like judging it harshly. And it's like, it gives me like this overall negative aura. I feel. Oh my God. Same. Yeah, and I'm slowly and getting rid of it. I don't know if it. that's my like inherent way of being, or if that's like where I grew up. You know, like I do think New York is a very judgmental place, and it's like cool to be judgmental. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Oh, that this is something I could never get on board with when I was growing up. Was people would be like, "Ugh, this place is disgusting," or be oh. you know, like like talk about things like above them and be like disgusted and did it or whatever. And I oh, was just yeah. always so like go with the flow and like, none of this is bothering me. Yeah. And, but, but, but that was uncool of me, you know, cause that yeah. shows that I don't have any class to not be disgusted. And I, yeah, I wonder if I genuinely am as judgmental as I am. Yeah. 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 Well, that depends. How often in your head are you thinking a judgmental thought and then immediately going, Oh no, that's wrong. Hmm. Is it as often as you like it to be? Yeah, no, I usually check myself pretty hard. And then I have an existential spiral of like, you bitch, what makes you think you're better than that? (laughs) (laughs) Then yeah, I'd say, I'd say that's more of a product of your environment than like who you are as a person, you know, like it's something that's like grown in you. Like I know my, my pessimism 
and mm-hmm. and the years I would paint myself as a victim a lot of the time, like mm-hmm. if something went bad for me, it's, it's because the world was out to get me or, you know, someone, someone just had it better than me. And that, that the I world never is still out to get me. Yeah. The world is always out to get me, to be honest. Yeah. But, uh, I think I have a little bit more power over my situation now. Uh, I, I know that that came from the fact that like growing up, my mom was, was like that. Like mm-hmm. why, how come, how come they have this and I, and I, and I don't have this. Yes. How come? I, I work so hard and then I don't have this. And now that I'm older and I've read a couple books and seen a couple of videos, I know the world is very unfair, unfair, but also rewarding to people who um, grow to have that like positive mindset or literally just believe shit. Uh, today, yeah. today I stopped by my girlfriend's place for lunch because I made uh, sandwiches at the butcher shop. Uh-huh. And, and so we eat the sandwiches I made together. And it was like a quick lunch stop. But she was like, I watched this video yesterday. Uh, it was called like, it, it, it was like a guy giving a speech. It was a learning how to learn thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was like, there was an exercise that was on it. I didn't do it last night because I was just watching. and I was really tired, but I want to see you do it. And uh, the guy makes everyone in the audience stand up and then mm-hmm. put your arm out in front of you and stretch as far as you can to the right. Remember where you pointed. And then you did like a visual, visualization of you stretching twice as far three times as far, four times as far. And mm-hmm. after you did that visualization, you stood up again, put your arm in front of you, turned around, and I literally went like, I pointed like on the, almost the other side of the fucking room. She was like, you did, you, 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 point, like you stretched and pointed way further than you did. And I did like no stretching, I did no nothing. And it was just one of those reminders where, I don't know how fucking bullshit it is, but like, it's one of those things where it's like, if you just think you can do something, you can truly do it. Yeah. Manifesting is real. There's like, um, I don't know what it was. I'm going to start doing it. Um, but I've never felt that I deserved to make money. Um, because I was born with enough and there are so many people with less and like anytime my parents would be like, get a job. I'd be like, and take it from someone who needs it. Um, <laughs> at least, um, so that's, that is actually such a funny way to think about it. Like, instead of like, I don't need to work. It's like, Oh no, 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 no. They need the money. Yeah. I'd be like, you want me to wait tables to learn something when somebody <laughs> else needs to support their family. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, plus I'm lazy, plus I'm lazy, but, um, I personally get mad whenever a boss expects me to do the bare minimum. Totally. No, but I, I really didn't ever think that I deserved to make money. And this is the first year that I like want to do that because I really would like to be like independent and a grown up and yeah, you know, um, and I saw something that was like, if you have trouble um, like letting yourself want what you want, like write it down, like write little tangible goals or whatever. And like, it's so much easier for me to just like write down, like, I'd like to make this amount of money this year and, and then just look at it and go, yeah, I can deserve that. You know? And then you can just like go forward into the world and like, I don't know, feel less bad. Yeah. Um, it's something I, I making money. I feel like I've always allowed myself to just literally scrape by with enough money. Same. And I really need to make more. 
yeah, I've always just been like, yeah, I have enough. Yeah. You know, and like I do like that. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing untrue about that statement. I have enough. Yeah. But there's also um, something really different in making your own money and being able to do whatever you want with that. Yeah. Uh, for me, the pandemic, like the first, those first couple, I guess, months were like, I was making zero dollars and my savings were like nothing. I like wasn't saving. Like mm -hmm. I, 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 I had, I had my, my ex, we, I would always go out. If we, if ever I went to a concert, I was buying her a ticket too. That's mm -hmm. like hundreds of dollars for every concert instead of just like one. If I would go to, it's like, you know, $160. Feels so bad for concert boys. My brother's a concert boy and he, oh my I'm God, missing, used I'm to missing something so much huge. in his 20. Oh, really? Oh my God. So many girls, so many concerts. I was like so much money blown on. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, I was, I mean, I was taking her cause I genuinely loved her and she, and she wanted. Yeah, I know. There, you know there's a lot of shows she didn't like want to go to, but like, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I would still buy her a ticket. Um, I'd be like, do you like Panic at the Disco? She's like, I've never listened to them. And I'm like, well, you fucking will on March 13th. You're going to love this shit. At a Panic and then Disco. I chimed in with a, <laughs> haven't you ever heard of Panic at the Disco? Like, uh, <laughs> um, but I mean, there was a lot of habits like that, uh, that, I mean, like my money was just shot mm -hmm. and, um, it just made me think of how unprepared I am, uh, in case anything terrible happens. Like I have yeah. no money. I truly don't have anything to fall back on. I bonded with my dad this, this year during the quarantine about, this is a way longer story and I'm just going to cut it off. But like. We bonded about our entire relationship and lives mm -hmm. and where we went wrong, what we know, what we didn't Aww. know. And like, now we're like close. Like he called me today just to say, I miss you. How are you? Oh, that's, that's so cute. Yeah. Never heard that growing up. And it's to the point where like he said it on the phone today and I was like, what the fuck do you want? And like, that's how like I yeah. still react to it, but it's, it's genuine. It's honest. And, um, uh, you know, he was talking to me about how his business is like genuinely going and, uh, you know, any money we had growing up, um, my dad's a successful doctor. Um, mm -hmm. we were never wealthy. Uh, mm -hmm. but I think we had enough as like this middle-class family to like appear. So, mm -hmm. um, and so to me, even growing up, I thought our family had more money than it did. Ooh. Um, and you know, I went to college. My dad supported me through college, which was great. I did have jobs during college to support like my fucking concerts, partying, Habit. food, you know, my yeah. habits. But, um, but once I graduated and I stopped getting that help and I'm paying, you know, like an adult, like for my own shit, I'm, I'm going, wow. I, uh, could have done a lot better with the starting point that I truly had. I'm lucky totally. I'm not in debt, but I, I had a jumping off point that I, I mean, I just dived off into zero. Yeah. And then you start feeling like guilty that you're like, I didn't like, I used to think about my jumping off point that I, I was like, I started so high that the fact that I'm not in the stars is embarrassing. Yeah. You know, the fact that I chose to take a private school education and do stand-up comedy and talk about my vagina on a podcast 
like for such a long time that felt like such an enormous waste of all the money and hopes and dreams that like my parents had ever invested into me. Yeah. And I mean, now it's like come back in abundance, like just like the emotional aspect of like helping people via podcast is like something that I thought I never imagined feeding me in the way that it does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if anybody is feeling like you're wasting your life, you're probably going to fall into something that is not a waste at all. Yeah. Um, I will say when I just did your podcast, it's very organized and, and well done and executed. And I'm recording and throwing shit against the wall. So I feel like your private school education, it's in there somewhere, Remy. It shows. Yes, there is definitely a, um, there's paragraph structure to my podcast. Yes. There's a thesis. There are, um, yeah, it's essay structure. It's MLA format. We've got citations <laughs> and everything. And I'm literally trying to skate by in life doing what like I like I think I will thrive in life if someone's able to put pieces in front of me and then let me play. Mm. Uh um, but the situations with like if I were to start a podcast and I'm like, I want this to be like 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 serial. Like it's like organized. It's a story. It's eight parts. It's like editing a whole show mm-hmm. on a thing. I like, I just, I can't, I should stop saying I can't do that. Especially after all the talk we just had about manifesting. But you could, like, you could a, uh, yeah. I would venture to say that this show is quite structured. You have three parts, whereas I'd only have two. Um, and the reason the world goes round is because some people like podcasts like cereal and some people like hanging out with a friend. That is very true. That is very true. Mm-hmm. And also we need each other. Like the other day when you were like, Oh, uh, you were like, I talk too much or whatever. I was yeah. like, no, I brought you on because today I was not prepared to speak. Like I had really nothing to say. There are some <laughs> times that I'm just like too depressed to like, function and that's you. when i book people that i know are gonna bring them to the party yeah you know like it's a it's a team effort how often um when you had a show pre-quarantine did you perform when you felt like you just had you just didn't have the fucking energy to do it all the time <laughs> It's a, that's, yeah, that, that question, as soon as I was asking it, I was like, that's like every other show for me. Yeah. Already talking about like, you're just not going to perform on the days that you're depressed every day. Yeah. Um, I, I, I always, since I'm a theater kid and like growing up, uh, like when you do a play or you do a fucking musical, if you're having a bad day, there's literally a script and like a whole ecosystem to what you're doing Yeah, yeah. where you can really just like sink in. But in comedy, you have to be, you yeah. have, yeah. I mean, it's such a shitty phrase to say, you have to be funny. You have mm-hmm. to like, overall, your essence has to be funny. And if, if you're having like a bad fucking day, it's so hard to bring, bring that to the table. Yeah. But okay. So one time I saw Jessica Curson and she was having like literally the worst day. She has a, one of her children has like medical, um, issues and yeah. she's really really young and she had just found out i think that like she'd have to have heart surgery or something on this like little tiny baby and she had to get on stage after and she didn't want to 
Um, but she like went on stage and she, she was just like, I'm having the worst fucking day. Um, but then made it part of her. Yeah. Her, you know? And yeah. like, I don't know. I've had moments like that too, where like, like, I, I don't think that my comedy to begin with is super joyous and Jessica too. Like we are <laughs> kind of complaining to begin with. So like, yeah. it's easy to lean into that and like, get angry and shit. And I would say the opposite with a, a play. It's like, yeah, there's all these other people around you, but like, if you're fucking up, they know you're fucking up because yeah. you've done it over and over. And there are lines like when stand up, like you could literally take a breather for 45 seconds and just be like, this isn't working, is it? You know? And <laughs> yeah. then like, and I get back in the room like and that. then get back in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck. I mean, yeah. I've never was, felt more proud of myself than when I've performed sick. Depressed? It's oh, like, okay, shit. yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, we're depressed every day. But sick? Like, I've done shows where I've even, I've either just gotten out of the bathroom taking, like, a massive shit that I thought was going like, to, yeah. wreck me, make me late, like, sweat shits or whatever, then you get on stage and crush, and you're like, do I smell? Can I tell? I don't know. <laughs> um... I think that's your one, fight or flight activating once you get up there. Yeah, um, I've I've performed after throwing up. Um, I've performed with a massive migraine, and those are like the most rewarding things because I'm like, yeah, I came here to do my job, and I did yeah. my job. <laughs> it does. I think com like initially, I I thought of comedy as this like very it's like a it's an art form you take it seriously and like over time it does it, you know you got to treat it as a job at one point mm -hmm. and i feel like when you do that you actually have a healthier relationship to it and you're able to be like no it's not that i'm not feeling creative and artistic and funny and like in the oh really well you have a bunch of shit written in a journal fucking say that get your 10 minutes done and get the fuck out of there but yeah. you have a show tonight buddy yeah do your job it also makes you feel like less of an imposter like I have like insane imposter syndrome and for yeah. like the first two years of comedy, I would say, Oh, I do real estate and comedy. <laughs> and my sister would be like, no, 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 you're a comedian and you have a day job. That's real estate, you know? Yeah. And then once I started saying that and leaning into that, I was like, yeah, I'm a comedian, you know? Yeah. And I can, I can be here. I deserve, I put in my basement hours. Yeah. I feel like you can, uh, and I'll, I'll say this before we take a break. Um, I feel like you can relate to this because of your podcast. Um, mm -hmm. and I see the messages you get all the time when you share them on Instagram, but like for something like, like Jessica Kirsten going up and talking about how terrible her day is, uh, with stand up and honestly, even like my TikTok for diarrhea, like yeah. honest, honesty is so heavily rewarded mm -hmm. because most of the time people are just like going through the motions I feel mm -hmm. and, and you know, yeah, the second I said I wasn't coming, people were like, Oh, thank God you said it. Like, you know, people that I had been close with, like came out of yeah. the woodwork and were like, Oh my God, like I've never either. Like, is this, should we talk about this? Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, did you like when, when you started doing your podcast, did, do it when before you did your podcast did it start up as like a bit like were you like were you doing a bit about how no. you weren't coming no i was embarrassed to talk about it um but my podcast how come spelled the way that 12 year old boys would spell it <laughs> um 
I, it was inspired actually by other people's standups because my relationship with the female orgasm is like very complicated. Like I used to think it was either a total myth or if you had them, you were a very, very, very lucky woman. Um, And so I thought nobody was having them. And I was just like resigned to that because none of my friends were talking about it either. Like people talk about like having sex, but nobody talked about orgasms. Um, And then it wasn't until I was like 27 and like doing stand-up like very regularly and seeing these women my same age talking about their orgasms. And I was like, well, there's a lot of people having orgasms. Uh, Oh shit. Um, And I, I would run up to them after their sets and I'd be like, Hey, that joke about the five orgasms, that was really funny. And they'd be like, that wasn't the joke part of the joke. And um, I'd be like, okay, uh, I've never done that. And then they'd be like, take pity on me because they'd be like, Oh shit. Like you need to do that. Um, And they'd give me all these informal assignments and um, I would try and do the assignments, but I usually give up because I, like felt like I was broken or something and I'd like get upset and I'd cry yeah. and, like, really sad. Um, and yeah, I wasn't really, I wasn't talking about it except for intimately with these women who had already talked about it on stage. Yeah. Um, and then after I had those conversations then I went to my younger sister um, who is more accomplished than me in always. And uh, I was like, Hey, have you accomplished this? And she was like, I have. And then I was like, oh, it's on um, because yeah. I'm super competitive. And also I knew it was possible. Like, I was like, your boobs look like mine. We must work the same way too. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I literally made the podcast as a way to hold myself accountable for those assignments. So the informal assignments that people would give me that I'd give up on, I yeah. brought in as part of the podcast that I'd have to do these assignments Every week, somebody come on, tell me about their first time coming, and then tell me about something that I'd have to do. And I yeah. have to do it before the next time. Um, because I didn't, I didn't even care about the accountability to myself. I needed accountability to other people to like make it fucking work. Yeah. That's a trick a lot of people do is they're like, I want to finish this by blank and you need to throw away my Game Boy if I don't yeah. do it. Like take yeah. it away from me. Yeah. I... Um, I I I have been asking friends to like, I'm like, I want to finish this script in two weeks. And if not, you need to slap me in the face. And, uh, and I've had a couple slaps. I've not been as productive as I can be. (laughs) I'm going to finish this script in one week. And if not, you have to put your finger in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. This is the perfect time to threaten me with a (laughs) blowjob. We're going to take a little break for ads and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. 
And we're back. God damn it. Let's go. Remy was popular as shit during our little break. <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn. It's almost as if everyone in the world fucking knew you were taking a 10 second break. And like, ding, 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 ding. I turned my airplane mode off because I thought I could do a little check. <laughs> um, did your phone blow up all day, Remy? Are you a phone blowy up gal? Are you on your phone like that? I, didn't, I don't think so. I think it only does that in these situations where it like, it wants people to think I'm cool. Yeah. I'm truly I'm only not. ever popular, I think, when I'm trying to get a lot of work done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which fucking sucks. Um, all the days I'm trying to like learn something new or do a lot of work, uh, that's the day I think there's something really interesting having on uh, going on on Twitter. And it's a very parasitic thing social don't media. you love when your procrastination lines up with something like big happening like the other day i didn't want to e i didn't want to edit our episode i never want to e edit any of my episodes yeah, it's not the like, fun part it's not the fun part um but sometimes it actually can be very fun but uh i noticed that big mouth the new season came out on netflix and i was like and that's what we'll do instead <laughs> and perfect timing mr crow thank you very much yeah 10 hours of procrastination, you got it. <laughs> Dude, that, I mean, the thing is, there's so much uh, content out there in the world that there is always a perfect mm -hmm. uh, thing to distract you. Mm -hmm. Something's always going to feed you exactly what you need at that time. And I'm, and I'm learning to just be like, Turn, put your fucking phone away. Put your phone away. Yeah. And uh, just focus on the two. Like now, if it's just like my, my computer screens, I'm like, well, now we got to check the computer version of Instagram. I have to like block shit. Dude, oh I need God. to stop checking who watches my stories because I don't care. I'm not even looking for anyone specific. Yeah, you just want to know. You think it's Isn't like valuable that information. Weird? Yeah. Like I'm just like used to like I guess like 5 years ago I had a crush and <laughs> Yeah. Now he's my boyfriend and I've just been <laughs> looking at who's viewing my stories ever since to get like hyped about someone else. But like what? They're not there. You don't that care. That is funny. It does. It does come from having crushes. You're like, okay, who's watching my shit? Is it her? And I'm is like, you're watching? sleeping next to him. Who cares? <laughs> Did he watch my shit today? <laughs> now I see him watching it so early. I'm like, you fucking simp. <laughs> you, they'll never win it's either they're not watching or they're watching it too early yeah um that's so funny uh remy it's our time now to get into the next segment god damn it it's called say you're sorry oh god <laughs> i want you to think of a time in your life where you've uh you've said done something maybe offended somebody maybe you've hurt somebody's feelings uh and you regret it and you want to say you want to apologize do we know it hurt their feelings or did we just do something that would hurt their feelings? I think if it's something that you think would have hurt their feelings, it probably hurt their feelings. We don't know. We don't know. We don't, we don't know. We don't know a hundred percent. And is this something I haven't already apologized for? Um, Most things I do apologize for. Are you one of those people who like eventually gets to, I, I, I am sorry for this. Yes, I do. Even if it's like oh. been like a very long grudge or whatever, like I'll usually, I can apologize a year later and I'll write you an essay. Uh, That's a very healthy thing to do. A lot of the time, like it's been weighing on me and 
I feel bad when I'm hurting people. So let me try and think of someone I haven't apologized to. Yeah. And if, and, and if that's hard to think of, let's think of a time where, I mean, this was like a big, it was a big deal. You didn't apologize or it took you like a while to think of why you should apologize. I'll tell you one that I did apologize and um, she deserved the apology, but I'm, I'll tell There's you. There's more story. to this. <laughs> Here we go. So I have a friend or I had a friend um, that when I uh, was launching How Come told me that it was a stupid idea oh, and that goodness. I should not do it. And that it was quote unquote me too of this other girl who had just started a podcast, um, what the fuck? which was a dating podcast and had nothing to do with mine. And yeah. I also said, you're using me too wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I said to her, this is really hurting my feelings. Cause this is, um, something that's really important to me. Her podcast is something totally different. Also, she started her podcast side note because she had done how come first and I just hadn't edited mine and put anyway, whatever. Huh. Um, that girl and I don't have beef. The okay. other one. Yeah. Sorry. Back to the story. So she told me, uh, you look like you're copying this girl and you shouldn't put it out there. Nah, nah, nah. And I was like, I'm just going to end this conversation right now. Um, you're being like really rude. And yeah. she was like, you just assume that everyone is always out to get you. And the next time you have a dumb idea, I won't say anything. And we stopped talking. What? Um, and I launched the podcast. And then uh, I want to say like six months into doing the podcast, it got on Netflix. Like I, we were... Um, featured in this thing called explained which is like yeah. a really great series and the podcast blew up and to kind of dig at the girl who had told me it was a stupid idea i wore her shirt um for the film shoot oh that she had like left at my house at some point um and i wore it and so you if you see like the netflix thumbnail of that episode i'm in it's literally me in her shirt on my bed that's um, dope. <laughs> yeah. Because I really wanted her to acknowledge, like, this I wasn't a stupid it. idea. This and, 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 and I, like, kind of put it yeah. on Facebook. She's never said anything. She never congratulated me, ever, ever, ever. And she never and asked for her shirt back. She never asked for her shirt back. And then, um, like, a month after that, I was just so sick of her not apologizing to me. And... I posted this map of how many countries people were listening to how come in. And it was like a lot of countries. And I was like, so fucking excited. Um, and then next to it, I posted our conversation. I blacked her name out and stuff, but I was like, Hey guys, if you ever want to start something, um, and somebody tells you not to, if it's important enough to you, please start it because it might be important enough to other people. Like apparently this has changed other people's lives. And this is what a best friend of mine at the time said to me. Wow. And I had blacked out her name, but all these comics were sliding under being like, that is no friend. That is an evil person. Like, and people just like chopped, cutting her the fuck down. Yeah. Um, oh wait. Okay. I forgot a massive part in it. Besides <laughs> just not giving me my due her and I ran into each other at like an engagement party. And she said to me, Oh, I guess I should tell you. Cause I've told everybody else I'm pregnant. 
And I was like, you guess you should tell me? Like, am I just like not your friend? Like, what the fuck? Okay, so fuck you. Actually, I guess I should tell you, this is the last day I will be alive. I've told her yeah. I think you should know I'm dying. Yeah. Um, I don't care for you to know, but I should tell you. <laughs> um, and How long have you known? Yes. Three years. I guess I should tell you. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like three months. It was like the time that you tell people. And like, yeah, she, I guess I should tell you. And so I posted that thing and I, I was just like, well, fuck you. You clearly don't value me. You clearly never have. And like, whatever. And um, yeah, I eventually apologized to her like a year and a half later or something that I was like, listen, I'm really sorry I posted that. I'm sure it like caused you enormous stress um, and you were pregnant at the time and like you didn't need that. And yeah, um, I mean, even though you were in the right, I think in that story, because um, I think like even just posting something like that is kind of inspirational in its way for a lot of other people. But I, I, I don't know if I was posting it to be inspirational or if I was posting it as a dig. And I think I was posting it as a dig. Yeah. Or it's not even a dig. It's a, you hurt me. You hurt my feelings. You said something really mean about something that really means a lot to me. And you still haven't acknowledged that you did that. Yeah. And I said that when, when I apologized to her, I was like, I'm really sorry. I like kind of flew off the handle, but like, this was something that was really important to me. And as my friend, I really, whatever. And she was yeah. like, I'm sorry too. And like, we're fine. I mean, we're not fine. We don't talk, but yeah. there's no bad blood. I don't know. That's anymore. the, I mean, that is the kind of toxicity that I think, I mean, your friendship, I don't think it recovers from something like that. That's like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people in comedy who want to be your friend when you're doing terrible. And so many, yeah. I, I'd venture to say it's like 90% of the people who do it. Like you really just want to, it's, it's like this art form where like truly just like one little thing can shoot you to mm -hmm. what other people call success for, we don't, if you're shooting higher or whatever, like, but it's success. You're making money off of the thing and mm -hmm. you're, and you're doing okay. And other people just like all, they want to cut you down. And when you start doing better as a person or uh, as a comedian or just like whatever, from when you met them, they'll start like not giving a shit about you or trying to cut you down mm -hmm. because we're supposed to be in the shit together. Mm. You know, if you have an mm -hmm. idea that they think's going to do well, they're going to be like, that's a dumb fucking idea. Cause they think it's going to work. Honestly. That yeah. Might be the thing that's that's good for you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I didn't love that. And I also, there was one time I think before this, her and I were walking around like Mulberry not Mulberry Street. Where are the fucking comedy clubs? McDougal. McDougal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're, walking we're walking around Manchester, uh, <laughs> what is it, England? And, uh, we're uh, walking around McDougal, and there was, you know the Jolly Cat? No. Okay. He's, like, pretty mentally ill. But oh, it's very a person? Funny. Yeah. Um, and he... I don't know. You come across him and you don't think this is a man who's doing well, but yeah. him and I have always been very nice to each other. Like, I think he's a nice guy. Um, and that. we ran into him and he's like, Hey, how are you doing? And whatever. And I was like, Oh, it's so good to see you. Whatever. And he walked away and her face was so disgusted. It was like, how you're talking to these people. Same girl. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I take it back. This isn't say you're sorry. This is fuck you to. (laughs) 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 I'll change my whole fucking show for you. Oh, no, no. Um, Um, That sucks. To be that, like, that's like reinforcement to who that person is. Isn't it good, though, to grow out of people? Like, people who are negative, yes, and yeah. and, I, and I think and I do think there's some people who leave your life and they come back. Uh, yeah, and if she wants to come back better next time, like I know that there were reasons that we were friends. I don't really remember any of them. Yeah, I think it was weed. I think we both loved weed. There's a lot of friends who you're friends with because you just get high or you get drunk together. You like to do that. I, I know, think she I, liked the fancy aspect of me too. I think I was like her first real New York City friend. Mm. She's she's very 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 fancy, but she's not from New York City, uh, and uh, that's something I learned. This is a little advice. I know this is an advice section, but take note of what your friends value about you, and if they're not the things that you value about you, then maybe that's not an excellent friendship. Because. I would always be wondering, like, why does she fucking like me? And, like, I know a lot of the reason is because, like, I have a dermatologist dad. And that's not a thing I like about me. You know, yeah. that's one of the last things I think of when it comes yeah. to me. Oh, uh, yeah. That is so important to, like, be able to look at the people you know and you're like, what makes these people – what makes these people think something is, like, worth doing? Yeah. Um, Like, like all the way down to, like – I can't, I mean, we, we relate to each other through comedy. So it's like, if you're like meeting a person who's like, who does comedy through, like, they want to like be famous rather than like, I want these people to have a good night. Mm. There's a, there's a huge difference in how they even walk around the room. Big disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. And I feel like I, I, I was really keen on knowing that because of the dating I recently did. I was like, okay, really quickly. Who, like, who are we? What was the, who are you? What do you like? What do you value as a person? Mm-hmm. I want to know ASAP. So I'm not wasting mm-hmm. any time. Um, That's one of the things I love about Ben is he doesn't value any, he doesn't value anything. Doesn't about value me. shit. No. Um, but uh, he, he doesn't value me being from the city. He thinks it's kind of a detriment, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. To have someone see, oh, that's fun. That's a cool way to put that. Why detriment? Because like the first time we went to, I mean, he knows how bad I am about like my self image, my body image and stuff. And like, I think that is probably in part to growing up where I did. And like with a dermatologist dad, who's like very like looks focused. Oh Um, yeah. And I'd have the plastic surgeon. So I get it. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget like the first Fancy party Ben attended. Oh, actually, it was that same engagement party where she knew that she was pregnant. Yeah. And um, he was looking around the room at all these women with this plastic surgery. And he was like, damn, you grew up around freaks. Like, I'm so sorry. Yo, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what you thought was normal? Like, why aren't women aging here? People are supposed to age. Yes. Um, And I was like, um... You're hot. <laughs> that's a really fucking attract. That's, that's a sexy a thing you just sexy said. Sexy thing to say. I'm so, sorry. Wait. Would you fuck me if I was pregnant? <laughs> yeah. Would you fuck me if I was pregnant and fat? 
Yeah. Would you fuck me if I was just fat? Fuck yeah. Would you fuck oh. me if I was old and fat? Yes, I would. Bitch, oh. let's get married. Married. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's because because I have a, a a plastic surgeon dad. Like I like I I don't. I've been audibly, uh, not audibly, uh, adamantly against like thinking Altering. that that kind of shit, like alterations, is like normal or like yeah, like sexy or or. I've hot. been offered an upper lip at dinner. You know what I like? My dad's like, I noticed you're overlining your lips. Do you want some more lips? <laughs> what the. <laughs> And I'd be That's like, so funny. <laughs> our parents, our parents approached it different. Like my, I, I, I mean, my dad also works in the fucking ER. So I also grew up with, um, you only have one body. Don't do anything fucking stupid. Mm. Like, and, and it's even just like jumping into the pool. It's like, no, that's only, that's only six feet. And you're five, six. If you fucking jump, <laughs> a fucking, you break an ankle. Like it, it applied to everything. It wasn't even just like all the big shit, but, um, yeah, maybe like not have fun. Uh, like if I was like skateboarding or if I was like mm -hmm. biking, like doing something intense or like, long, like I was like, are oh, you going to get hurt? Other people would do that. And they're like, yeah, it's fun. We're young. You know, you're young. You, you get hurt and you fucking heal most of the time. And you, yeah. whatever. having doctor I, parents made it. So like, I, like I didn't even like want to, I don't want to play football. I want to play tackle football with my friends. You could hurt. I didn't play team sports. Not that this is like related at all, Yeah, but I do think it's an issue in my development because my dad was very like lone wolf, like private practice doctor, you know, like do everything by yourself. You don't need anybody, yeah. no team, just me. Um, and I never played team sports. I, I did dance, which is like you do alone. I did tennis, which you're on the side alone. Yeah. Um, fencing alone. You um, fenced? Mm -hmm. That's so yeah. cool. <laughs> um, and for that reason, I do see myself as not a great friend because I don't know, oh. I don't know how to be a great friend. I'm learning, but yeah. I'm, I'm learning how to be better too. It's, it's team, a lifelong process. Team sports are tough for me. Yeah. When it comes to being friends, I think you learn how to also be a better friend at like that age. Like, you know, like when you're young, being a yeah. good friend is hanging out all the fucking time. Talk about everything, whatever. Mm -hmm. When you're older, it's like being there when your friend, uh, needs you, know, you. like needs you. Yeah. Really. Um, and it's, and it's harder to know when people need what, um, let's move on to our penultimate <laughs> segment. <laughs> okay. Um, because is it the penultimate segment or it's the, the last one penultimate because the last one's questions. Oh, okay. Um, this is your hypocrite history. Mm. All right. Oh, yeah, this is, this is a time. Uh, this is something, uh, a piece of advice, a story you tell people. Um, you're always trying to give this advice to other people. It's something that you are just, it's really not part of your day-to-day -day action yet, though. Mm -hmm. Well, there are so many. Where you do said I begin? that. You said that. I saw your eyes. That is such remorse, <laughs> like sadness for being able. Oh fuck! There's a lot. There's a lot that I do. There's a lot. <laughs> First of all, let's start with this relationship of mine. I chased this man for a year. Oh and yeah. Let him not respect me or see me as a human being. Uh, uh -huh. Just totally let myself be treated like shit. Not that he was intentionally. He just was fucking mad girls and I I was just kept 
kept throwing myself in the ring and um, hurting myself a lot. Like for, I mean, not no reason because now it's turned into something good, but um, that is something I, I never tell, I never let people take shit from people or treat them less than they deserve. But that was the crux of it is I thought that that's what I deserved at the time. And now I know better. Um, Another thing I tell people constantly is do therapy. And then here I am just not doing fucking therapy. Yeah. Um, Were you doing it before and you just like haven't been going? I call her once every two months when I need my Lexapro. Hmm. I just came here for the drugs, drugs, drugs. Yeah, a little TikTok song, baby. (laughs) Uh, TikTok is truly way into my day to day reference. I know you'll have to come on my new my new panel show TikTok. Panel TikTok, yes. Yeah. Uh, That's fun. Your TikTok Uh, the other day made me laugh so hard. Thank Uh, you. Is that my top? And also that thing where someone else does it and blows up more, that is something that happens on fucking TikTok. Yeah, I know. It's just like a fucking normal, and it pissed me off. No, no, it didn't piss me off. Honestly, it made me feel part of the community. I was like, this happens to everyone. Really? Yeah. That's Um, good. That's good that you have And and it made me feel better about ripping stuff off in the future and tweaking it to make it my own because that's been my issue as a stand-up comic on TikTok is I'm like, I can't add to a trend i can't be part of a trend like we see our material as individualistic and so sacred yeah and tiktok is not the place for that it's a team sport it's like yeah. we are all trying to make the best video and you know what that girl's video was better than mine she was in bed i should have been in bed if i said i was on my deathbed yeah. you know like if if i was the producer i'd be like costumes like fucking set you know and that's what anyway I think it's, I don't, I don't mind it at all. Another hypocrisy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is on TikTok, nothing is like, everything is hack. Like, yeah, everything that hits is, is hack. And it's technically thievers just growing on top of each other. When I posted that, I wasn't like, this is brilliant. I was like, this is hack and it's going to do so well. It's always the shit that uh, you're like, not proud of. (laughs) I was going to say not proud of, and I was trying to think of a non-negative word, but it's really not proud of. It's like something to grow together. No, um, I'm like showing people that I went viral and they're like, oh, for that? <laughs> oh, okay. And I'm like, no, I, I agree. You're right. Truly um, exactly how I feel when it comes to the fact that it was diarrhea that threw me into the ringer. So I loved that that was, you know what? There was um a video of yours that it was part of a trend and inspired me to do something. But then I was like, I can't do that because Joey just did this video. It was the one with watermelon. Yeah. Was that one? Yeah. Watermelon sugar. Uh, Oh God. How does it go? Watermelon. No. Watermelon. No. I chimed in with that. But it's like watermelon sugar. Yeah. 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 With a watermelon. No. Yeah. So mine was going to be totally different. It was about being addicted to social media. And being like, oh, I'm so addicted. And then somebody's like, get off. And I'm like, no, I chime in with the Fuck, that would have killed. I know. And then I just didn't do it because I was like, Joey just did that something with that same exact song. Uh, And then like, obviously, like later that week, like everybody did something with that same exact song because that's the thing. That's the whole bit. That's the whole thing. Uh, Dude. It, I mean, copy everyone. <laughs> just co- play 
plagiarize. <laughs> yeah, which I'd be hypocritical in giving that advice because there's a lot of times I like, I look at something and I'm like, oh, I could do this, but it would just make me look like a, a copier. To who? To what? To, to you. Who? To me. If, that's the thing is if it's, if it's tweaked enough for you to stomach it, then good. If you've got that yeah. integrity, good. But what I will not stand for is these comics who are always talking about integrity and then they rip shit off and I'm like, how dare? Yeah. Yeah. That's some real hypocrite shit right there. That's some real hypocrite shit. Real hypocrite shit. Uh, how do you feel about telling, telling people to go to therapy when you're like not actively doing it? Like, is it just because you know the value of it? <laughs> I feel bad. Yeah. Um, I... Well, first of all, a lot of the reason I tell people to go to therapy, specifically the how come audience, is because the issues that you're dealing with, if it's a sexual thing, need to be spoken about with somebody who gets your history and can yeah. tailor their advice to you. A lot yeah. of them will reach out to me and they'll be like, I can only come when I'm upside down and my boyfriend hates it. And like, what do I do? And, uh, you know, something like that. And yeah. I'm just like, ooh. Yeah, and sex is such a hidden and like silent thing. Yeah, I'm like, I don't have all the answers because your upside downness could be from your childhood, whereas her upside downness could be from a trauma or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know those things. So yeah, I'll be like for therapy for that. But also, yeah, I feel I know the benefits of therapy. I know how self-aware it can make you. I know how... Um, it can like reduce your anxiety, help you get on a plan, a track for your life. Yeah. I know it is so helpful. Um, and I feel extremely guilty giving that advice while not doing it, especially because I'm a role model to a lot of people. Um, yeah. And the most annoying thing that my parents ever said to me, or specifically my mom growing up, was do as I say, not as I do. And um, I was like, mama, that is so hard. Like, how are you expecting me to be perfect? Yeah. Like it's, and I don't want anybody to feel like I'm holding them to a higher standard than I hold myself, but I do still espouse therapy because I know it's helpful. That is, I truly just clocked that do as I say, not as I do is the most hypocritical thing. It's awful. In the entire world. And it makes me. I mean, my, my mother has said that too. And like, I mean, to see someone like struggle with shit so much, mm -hmm. uh, but then be like, why aren't you doing this? Is cause I'm like, cause I see that this is what I see. Mm -hmm. what do you mean? I'm like, it's, it's, it's monkey see monkey do not monkey I'm fucking listen. Child. Like yeah. you're supposed to be teaching me. Um, and not that parents can be perfect. They're not, you're going to fuck your kids up no matter what. But yeah, I hate that saying. And there was another one she used to say to us too: take all the good parts of me and leave the bad. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'd love to, but damn, that's a tall order. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because our brains literally latch on to the negative things. It's because it's a survival tactic. It's how we learn. Mm -hmm. And I mean, at the end of the day, we're still animals. And the way we process stuff is what puts us in danger. What's a bad thing. Yeah. Like most of you remember, like I remember our, I had like, it's huge epiphany. It hasn't affected me greatly because I'm still, I guess, learning it. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember when I was younger and all my friends are talking about, and like in college, my friends are talking about like positive things they're talking about from growing up and all the things I'm talking about, like these, all that's coming to my mind is like these really shit memories 
like really mm-hmm. terrible things. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, you're remembering all these wonderful parties. And I'm like remembering the, you know, it's like giant fights in my fucking living room, or, like parties yeah. that went terrible and like shit like that. And it's, and I realized that like the brain truly just like latches on to trauma, like negative things. I have like a whole part. Big of- impact moments. Yeah. And, and uh, some people's are positive big impact moments. And some of us, unfortunately, our big impact moments were traumatic. And that's how comics are made. Yeah. <laughs> you, so you, so you uh, subscribe to that? That like a lot of comics, they come from, yeah. they come from shit. No. Yeah, and or or they just come from the world and they see it for the shit that it is. It's a way better way to put that. Yeah. You know? Wow. Remy, with that, I think we're going to move on to audience <laughs> questions. Questions okay. from the world, the people who live out there in the world. Let's do it. Um, that was such a good way to put that, Remy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm way existential. Okay. We've, we don't, we've, we've had a question in the past that was basically just how to make friends, like blanket statement. I remember um, that you had that question. Yes. Yeah. But this one is how to make new friends during the pandemic. I love this question. I think it's a great, I mean, like I've said before, when speaking about this same exact topic, um, I, w- we have the cheat code of comedy. So it could just be you hang out with like different people in a in a room, or mm-hmm. you make an effort. Um, I met my I met my new girlfriend through Tinder. Uh, you just kind of put yourself out there in the in what's available. It's, I guess it's, but I don't. Yeah, I, don't I would say the same like. thing as like when you're trying to find like a sexual partner, as as when you're trying to find like a friend mate. Like just go do stuff that you like because there's going to be other people there who like the same stuff. If you're a concert goer, go to concerts. You know, there's going to be somebody who likes the same music. Right now it's tough because we're in this pan do and you're not supposed to be going (laughs) out to concerts or anything, but there are a lot of virtual comedy shows. Um, There are a lot of virtual events. I know a lot of sex educators who are like still doing like online sex parties and stuff. So like you, online the online shit party. really runs the gamut. Um, and yeah, do stuff that um, interests you, uh, whether it's like World of Warcraft, you know, like you could meet people playing video games through your headset yeah. or whatever. Um, I'm literally becoming friends with comics who I never like really hung out with because oh, like, we, we all found out we all play the same games like online. I'm oh, I playing games with them. I started following and becoming friendly with comics um, when other comics were tweeting racist and sexist shit. And then I would see other people in the replies and I'd say, oh, these people are really funny and super woke. And then I follow them. And now those are my internet friends. Yeah. You know, like, um, but yeah, the internet is becoming a much more concrete place to like make friendships like nobody thinks it's weird because like this is where we live now um so go to a podcast live show and make friends with other people in the comments watch live tiktoks and make friends with people in the comments um like there are forums for all different types of conversations to be had um yeah, podcast fan groups on Facebook or whatever, or like yeah. TV show fan groups. Anything where you can like bond with someone over a mutual love, 
or as I said before, a mutual hate. I have made several friends friends from trolling Trump supporters together. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I have, I have a lot of friends from growing up that, I mean, we just fucking hated the same stuff instead of whatever. A long time in my life, I operated from uh, like if there wasn't something positive that got out of something, I I would go, I learned what I didn't want. I learned what I don't want. Yeah. 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 Which is, that's good. And you could make friends also based on the fact that you're like, oh, this person is deaf. Like, you know, this person is not. Uh, I was going to, the, the, the words I was going to use are bad. Um, just overall, if you like, if this person, like if you meet someone online and they're like a positive presence or you meet other people, like be open uh, and don't let your, like, don't let your like judgments Judgment of either side, what yeah. it's like to meet someone online or, um, yeah, the rules are different now. The rules There's no are stigma anymore. I but promise. also, also like when you, like when you, when you get to know them, I think, I think like forgive any, I know that like I have judgments on people I meet based on just people I've met in the past. And yeah. for all you know, that person could either like, like the same thing or act the same way, but not mean it the way that the person who hurt you or like bothered you reminds you yeah yeah so like truly like let like when you meet someone new let your guard down in a way that's scary and and you know but also keep it up no i'm just kidding (laughs) i mean like be be safe about it like don't like don't like don't like open up your fucking heart to everyone you meet because your heart's just gonna get broken to be honest but like when you when you meet someone new truly don't let don't let your past um pain or disappointment uh completely influence the new totally person that you meet. it's so funny today i had a meeting me and robin you know robin my yeah my right hand sweet man. robin um we had a meeting with this guy and afterwards i messaged her i said did she get a weird feeling about him she goes he reminds me of my old neighbor and I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Is yeah. it affecting the entire uh, relationship now moving forward with this person? Whatever yeah, we decided we're going to take a meeting with someone else too and just see how <laughs> we feel. Does that person remind us of a neighbor? And how can we deal with that? It's so funny because also like as, as an actor, like going into auditions, you know that you're like, hey, maybe they didn't want you because you just reminded them of someone they don't fucking like. Totally. Or they had an argument with someone who looks just fucking like you today. Totally. Let it go. You uh, broke their heart and then their life. <laughs> so yeah, making new friends is hard. Let your guard down, open yourself up. And mm-hmm. also the internet's not weird anymore. Um, there was a judgment for a while of like having internet friends. You know? I've always had internet friends. Yeah, I've had, well... I haven't. I, Isn't I've never the had. Point of the internet. Why the point we of the make internet? It so easy to connect with people around the world. We're not connecting with people around the world. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like it's not I, just Alibaba. <laughs> <laughs> I never had like like when it comes to, like the Xbox and shit. I had friends who like I would specifically like they're my friend because we play games with each other and in person that we don't hang out very much. Mm-hmm. But um, but it was never. But that's fine. That's You're fine. allowed to have friends for different reasons. But it's it's never been someone who like, uh, I've met this person on Xbox. They live in Indiana, but we play Call of Duty together all the time. I've never had that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've had that like go for a little while. Like I'd be like, like that person's on and like we maybe played like a game where it's like, you know, you have to communicate and we end up talking and shit. But like, I just never 
kept that kind of stuff up and because i i guess it um it had a negative connotation to it growing up like being a guy who like yeah, had, you were a weirdo yeah it made you weird and i don't think it's weird anymore i don't um, think it's weird like a lot of introverts i don't you're not an introvert i am but i think there's a big part of me that is okay and I, I think i sell myself big as on, an extrovert yeah um yeah. but truly i just want to not talk for hours on end yeah and be alone yeah and so a lot of us are inside and uh online and it's cooler to make friends while you're inside and online than to not yeah yes it is uh speaking of like making friends and shit this next question is how to depend on others less for attention now i really want to know Aww. exactly yeah i want to know exactly what that means like depend on others less for attention like i mean attention means other other people are looking at you mm -hmm. but do you mean i wonder if this person means like i thought she was saying it as a jab to me because i post so much that i like because i need attention oh. um <laughs> but it also could have been genuine because i'm going through a shared experience we all need attention yeah. um i would say Try to focus on the attention that you do receive and make that a more abundant part of your day that like yeah. you are taking stock of the attention that you do and try to focus less on the attention that you're not. Um, but also if you need attention, instead of posting a story for some vague person to watch, just reach out to your friend and say, I need attention. You know, like I even the other day made a close friend story um, yeah. because I needed attention from my friends. But I have such yeah. a tough time reaching out for help, um, reaching out for yeah anything um, because I don't want to be a burden. Um, and so instead I made a close friend story and I said, I'm having a really, really bad day today and I'd really like somebody to talk to me. And if you guys have any time, just shooting me a text would really mean a lot to me. And I genuinely really meant that. that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people use the close friends just to like brag, say like more intimate shit or something like that. Oh, or like thirst trap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have seen nudes on close friends. People just being like, Hey, it is for y'all. <laughs> I love you. Totally. <laughs> love my, um, um yeah, and, and like three, my brother responded to me, his wife responded to me, and two of my friends who like, I just wouldn't have hit up because I think that they have their own shit going on. I do that too. Like, if, like I'm like, initially when people would hit me up, if I ever, you know, looked like I needed someone to, I'd be like, oh, this person's just doing it because like, they found that as an in to like be my friend or, the, or, the, or they mm -hmm. love being a good person. I, be, I think because of church, I, I, when people are being nice, I think they're doing it because they think it's what God wants instead they're of like- gamifying you. Yeah, and um, there's just genuinely people out there who, uh, they see someone who needs a moment and and they have it mm -hmm. and they give it um or like one of my friends who reached out i know she did a because she cares about me but b because she would want that done for her in that moment mm -hmm. and like sometimes it's like ugh, is that selfish well it's like no it's like that's the golden rule it's like treat people how you would want to be treated and if she was feeling low and and reached out she would want me to check in yeah yes it was really nice. It really did dig me out. Instead of posting like a fake happy story for like strangers to respond to and be like, you're so beautiful. I was yeah. just like genuinely like, I'm so sad. Yeah. 
I should start. Re- I need to start reaching out more when I need it because I don't. I don't do it. I um. Yeah. I let things like fa- I, I truly think I can deal with a lot of shit on my own, and then I just I just don't like. I I notice that it doesn't. Uh, that it like mm-hmm. festers in its way. Um, and I don't want people to see me as weak because for such a long time that was like. Or like needing help was weak. Yeah. You know, and and I don't I don't think of it that way anymore. I think it's like really cool when you can ask for help. Yeah. And uh I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm learning how to do that myself, but um I I think I would truly be hypocritical if I gave that advice to to someone else because I Totally. I like I truly I think I can it, only say this because I did it last week. <laughs> so you're like fresh in my memory. I'm doing the right thing, baby. Um, I like the way you read the question because I thought it was, I thought it was, you know, something that had to do kind of like, like social media and shit like that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all that. because I, whenever I posted like th- re- because of the recent TikTok fame, whatever the fuck it is, uh, if it doesn't blow up, I feel like I'm not worthy of people looking at me, I guess that day or like, I'm like, Oh, I guess I'm not like worthy of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and when one blows up, I'm like, oh, I'm hot shit today. Yeah. I'm walking around feeling fucking hot. And that's a very, very negative cycle to be a part of. Oh my God. Like I've, I've already, I've already cut that kind of shit out. Um, or like I've had people, I won't reach out to them because I think that they're better than me. And then if I get something and I'm hot shit and they reach out to me, I'm like, well, I'm better than you now. That's the only reason you're reaching <laughs> out. And it's like, no. Yeah. Remy, we are about to get to our last question. Good. I'm only at seven percent battery. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is this is how we're gonna end this shit. Um, this question says advice on how to deal with Karen's if you're a weenie person and afraid of confrontation. Ooh, okay. A lot of weenie people have been dealing with Karen's and confrontation. Um I I don't know. Are these Karens in your life? Are they just people at the store? If yeah, when I when I think of Karens, I think of people you're seeing in public. You yeah, know? It, like if they're a Karen at the store and they're doing something very wrong and they are hurting another person, yeah. speak up. Yeah. But, if they are just being their Karen selves and you don't know them um, and they're not doing anything to anybody, it might be in your best psychological interest to stay out of it because it is, if you're not a prepared fighter, you're going to be a bad fighter. And yes. you don't want anybody to go more towards their side because you were emotionally unequipped or not equipped with the facts to fight them. Let it go. Um, but if it is a family member, Karen, um, try to appeal to them with emotion. It hurts my feelings when you say da-da-da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if that doesn't work, I mean, I truly think if you, if you bring like, if you bring your genuine emotion in and you're calm mm -hmm. about bringing it up and that person doesn't respond to that, they truly don't give a fuck. Right. Don't make a judgment call on who they are. It's so wrong that you think that. No, no, no. 
They don't care oh, about yeah. that. You are not God. You cannot judge them. You've just lost yeah. the argument. Instead, if they say something racist, let's say, because a lot yeah. of Karens do that. A lot of them. I eventually um, say it goes with being called Karen in a way. Yeah. Um, they say something racist and you say, please don't say that around me. Um, because it really hurts my feelings. Yeah. And if they say, why? Um, then explain why it hurts your feelings. Sometimes the answer is as simple as, um, the word doesn't hit my ear right. And for some reason, it just emotionally feels bad. And so if it's just the two of us around, I would really appreciate if you just couldn't use that word with me. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, it's tricky, but like, yeah, it, it depends what your motive is too. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're, if you're walking into a, a conversation like that because you're trying to correct or you're trying not to, happen. right? Oh, you're not going to do it. They're in, they're going to be in defense mode. They're going to be in argumentative mode. You're going to lose. You're going to lose mm -hmm. right then in there. So truly, if you hate confrontation, uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's sometimes it's just, it is so smart to not approach. Like sometimes not liking confrontation is just not liking the fact that you're about to like get into a thing, you know? Yeah. So, so many times in my life, I just want to avoid a thing. I want to get so, into a thing right now. I don't like, I don't like texting because I don't like committing to like a, a text chain. It's a thing. It's a whole thing now. It's a whole thing. Thank you for <laughs> understanding that. No, I like a phone call. I got to know. Sometimes I, I won't respond for today. days because I'm like, don't respond yeah. to this. Please oh. don't respond. <laughs> and you and, and you and you know that once you do it, you're like, oh, it's fucking 45 minutes now. I got to stay on my phone. This no, would have been a 10-minute call. Been a 10-minute mm -hmm. call. Five, a five-minute call. But now I got to you got to type everything out. You got to uh, auto credit all the ah, ah, talk to me. Let's get this out of the fucking way. Why are you texting me? Are you busy? You're not busy. You're typing for for. I'm so <laughs> passionate about this. I know I I'm literally starting. Um, I'm going to do TikTok lives where I answer the messages that I've left in my inbox for too long because oh, that's cool. I just, I can't get to them and I don't want to because once <laughs> I answer the question, you're going to ask me something else and you're yeah. going to tell me something else about your boyfriend and his penis. And then I have to think about your boyfriend's penis and I don't <laughs> know you and I have nothing I can say right now. And <laughs> oh, that's fucking funny. Um, I mean, and I'm an introvert and my social tank is very low, please. <laughs> dude, yes. I'm learning that that's literally what it is about me. And I think the, and I think the, the, even like recording this podcast, it counts. It counts. I'm like, I'm draining my social, so, yeah. uh, uh, my battery. And then yeah. I, and then I want to go like hang out like with my girlfriend or like a friend and I feel bad that I, I can't bring my shit. I think that's the, that's one of the main negative things I think to what we do is that, um, we need a lot of alone time. We don't get it. Yeah. And then on top of that, I'm like, you know, I'm playing video games now and I'm streaming it. And now I'm like, oh, like what was my fucking alone time? I'm like making it a, th a thing now. That's I okay. That's okay. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. That's still alone time. Yeah. Even though I occasionally feel like I need to say funny shit. <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like I need to, you know, make it fucking interesting when I'm playing. Um, I don't care. That's alone time. Yeah. <laughs> Still games, baby. No, I'm nervous right now because ha- I've just recorded three podcasts in a row. I am spent and I have to have dinner with my boyfriend and his parents and be lovely. And I don't think I can do it. Oh, yeah. You got you to gotta take those breaths. You gotta but take they those understand breaths, me. Those That's good. It sucks to be around people who like don't get it. And I, I'm also learning that a lot of my uh, social battery drainage is depression. But totes. Um, it's it's a lot of depression. You know what's crazy is not having gone to therapy, but then just like continuously reading these things that are like, this is what depression is. And I'm like, oh yeah, my sadness therapy? is not what sadness is. Huh? You never gone to therapy? Uh, I did when I was younger. Uh, and I made a big fucking deal about going uh because it was family therapy. And sure, that's not the same. Not the same. And then they you know would break us off. How many family. family therapies I've won? <laughs> I'm still not winning. Like, and how does it feel to have the therapy. trophy? Yeah, <laughs> not not good. I'm still not happy. Um, I just know that they're all wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, there was a couple times in therapy growing up uh, that was like just me. Like they would break the family off, and I would just sit there in silence and like waste 15 minutes worth of therapy of my family's money. Mm. Just like I mean, wasting it. I wouldn't say shit. I'd play Brick Breaker during uh during therapy. That's. I feel like. I would waste family therapy too, or, or just use it as an opportunity to win. Um, because when family's involved in therapy, there's this like little inkling that you get that you're like, you're trying to fix me or turn me into something that you want. Yeah, You're not trying to reach a middle ground. You're using this to be like, see the therapist said you should be like this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've had many times that they've brought me in and be like, tell (laughs) (laughs) tell them about what you did and i'll be like tell them about what you did and then the therapist would be like uh your dad was wrong and your mom was wrong and i'd be like i know here's your money (laughs) here's your money i'm gonna double it you sweet sweet person you Um, Um, no you should try you should try therapy with a therapist that you like and that is for you um it can be a very nice time i uh the funny thing is i do it sparingly yeah. I went about the, that's so funny that you literally told me to go to therapy during this conversation. Um, no, I went through at the beginning of therapy. I really looked for weeks and like everyone I was like moving forward with, they'd be like, Hey, sorry, we didn't return your call or email. We are full. Hey, sorry. Mm-hmm. We did that. We're full. Everyone was full at the beginning. And, uh, I got some friends recently to give me recommendations for places you can go to and it's affordable. Um, yeah, that's good. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to start doing that before the, uh, I like, um, holidays, hopefully. Uh, therapists that are trained in CBT and DBT, cognitive behavior, no, <laughs> cognitive behavior therapy, yeah, and dialectic behavior therapy because um, it's about behavior and changing your behavior and changing your responses to like those like crazy thoughts and like that lead to spirals and stuff. Yeah, um, and I think that's where like a lot of comics live. So if yeah, wow. So uh, you know, just to just to close off that Karen thing, if you're gonna be da- if it's dangerous, don't uh, don't hop in there. But uh, take a deep breath and see if uh, see if approaching is right for you. Honestly, I think. Yeah, and if you have more specific questions, you can reach out to me. Like, I'm happy to answer that shit. Some people have been like, "How do I tell my parents that I'm not coming home for Thanksgiving?" And I'm like, "Lie." Um, <laughs> <laughs> Say that you have something go- cool going on. You know, like sometimes you, you really can't change people's 
perspectives, but you can make them understand why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Wow. And with that, Remy, I'm going to say great talk. <laughs> Thank you. This was so fun for me. It felt like therapy for me. Truly. I like, you know, what is funny when I started the show, I was, I was wondering how much of a comedy lean it would have. And I love that it's what it is. You know, I love that it's just honest, uh, honest, vulnerable conversations. I don't know what it is about this medium, but mm -hmm. it helps open people up in a way. It's nice. And, and because a lot of the things that we talk about are traumatic, we make jokes because that's how we're built. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how it goes, mama. Yeah, that's how the cookie crumble. You got to protect your heart. Which is funny because I did give the advice earlier to open it up. <laughs> yeah, you were like, break down your walls. Give them your social. I mean, these like those are really the hypocritical moments that I catch. I mean, within an hour, I'm doing the exact thing that I call mm -hmm. myself out for. And um, I just think it's great to be able to clock that and know mm -hmm. that. I, I, know, I, think, I always love, I always say like, don't talk shit on your like romantic partners too. And then all of this is like me being like, and Ben was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. I love Ben, though. I know. Um, he's a good egg. I love him. Uh, that being said, you got you to get to dinner with your family, Rems. I do. Um, you guys, please follow me. Uh, I'm Remy Casimir. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, recently blew up. Hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> and my podcast is How Come. How Come, as I said, C-U-M. Um, you can follow that at How Come Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And I also have another podcast that is little talked about, but the people who listen to it, they do enjoy. Um, it is called We Really Love Island. It is about the British uh, reality show phenomenon, Love Island, me and other comedians. We binge it. We talk about the episodes. We teach you British vocab. I want to watch that show. It's a grand old time. Yeah. The podcast is called We Really Love Island. That's great. And guys... Watch out for Remy's Comedy Club on yes. Instagram. Because that shit might be making its uh, own. all the way. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I saw that musical again on the video, and it was very good when they put it on it's Disney. It's coming back to Disney+. Plus. Did it go away? Apparently. Oh, all right. Well, I watched it already. So. <laughs> you know, I watched it like seven times. I got like $9,000 worth of yeah. seats from my six ninety nine. Oh, that's great. Uh, Remy, I love you. I'm glad we've had these, uh, this week of just oh, fucking wait. crossing over. I know me too. Wait, can I say one more plug? Absolutely. Okay. If you guys like merch and you like Disney and you like come, then please head over to howcomepodcast.com and check out the Disney. I need to hit you up about a Disney. Oh yes. I saw them. Okay, amazing. We have all types. We got the Aristocats. Uh, it's, it's called the pussy because it cleans itself. We've got uh, your princess waiting there saying, someday my prince will come, but first I will. Lots of, we got a picky pan. Uh, he's Peter Pan and he's pansexual. Um, it's just a lot of fun stuff. Disney. Yeah. Um, Howcomepodcast.com. I love that. I love that merch when I saw it. I need some. Thank you. Um, Remy, I love you. You go enjoy whatever. The food they make, probably great. Is it great food? It's so great. It's Good so food? great. I'm jealous yeah. of the crabs. You guys I had to stop posting because people were getting too jealous. 
Yeah, I was jealous initially when you were posting all that yep, stuff. I stopped. But I wasn't giving I'm, you the evil eye. I'm, I'm just, much cooler I'm, now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad to have you. Um, I'm so happy. Thank you for having me. You got it. Go enjoy it. I love you. We'll talk soon. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Remy. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Joey D, Remy Casimir, full conversation, beginning, middle, and end. You guys got through it. Was there a narrative arc? No. Did we, did we enjoy it? Yeah, I hope so. We had a fun time. Remy's a fun hang, good person, smart gal. You know, it was an honor to have her on. I love her podcast. I love her. I love that we're friends. And if there's anything in life I am is excited to have friends. <laughs> uh, I'm grateful for you guys for listening. Uh, for <laughs> Grateful that you listened to the whole thing. Uh, I'm grateful that you guys are coming back. Uh, this Thursday, watch out for the second edition of the weekly check-in. That's always going to be fun. Two episodes a week on the Help from a Hypocrite page. I'm giving you content. I'm doing the work. I'm speaking. I'm editing. I'm putting it all out. And then, you guys, all you got to do, tap, put some earphones on. Or if you're cleaning the apartment, put a speaker on. You're in the car, blast it. All you got to do is listen. And that's not that hard. <laughs> uh, again, if you guys ever want to reach out to the show, the email is helpfromahypocrite at gmail.com. The page is helpfromahypocrite on Instagram and Twitter. You can also reach out to Joey Dardano directly. Uh, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you in a couple days. Bye.